Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. G'day, I'm James and welcome to the Australian Opinion on Formula One here at the Lakeside Drive F1 podcast. In this episode, we chat liveries in 2023. And I'm joined by my friend and yours, Freya Brolsma. G'day, mate. G'day. How you doing? Good. Thank you. Uh, great to have you back on live. What a brilliant chat you had with Laura to start us off for 2023. Nothing but positive and glowing feedback for you, including by Tommy T, who has said it's the best episode so far, which is very, very correct. <laughs> He's just trying to make a continued public apology for the fact that he never writes back to my messages. Well, Tommy, with that type of praise, you're, <laughs> you're 70% forgiven. But uh, no, isn't she a gem? Like I just think it, she's. it's such a great story in terms of, yeah, you know, figured out how I combine all of the things that I'm good at and love into a career. But, yeah, that meant, you know, starting covering local rugby and netball and I earned 40 pounds my first month. And, you know, it's it's a, also a great story about, you know, that, that idea of hard, put, hard work puts you where luck can find you and a combination of, you know, things but ultimately – you know, she's she's done the work to prove herself. And, yeah, I think it's a great story. She's an absolute gem to chat to. Yeah, great, great episode. If you haven't yet uh, listened to that, listener, you can go back. Uh, it's the first episode of Season 5, which is what we're in right now for Lakeside Drive. Freya, let's get straight into it. We're talking about livery reveals and the actual cars themselves. The two words that will be used over and over and over again is carbon fibre. <laughs> uh, and that's it. It's just more carbon fibre, less paintwork. Uh, everyone's looking for those extra tents. Let's start at the very beginning, though, with Haas, MoneyGram, Haas, Haas, Money. Who knows? Anyway, <laughs> there's Haas. a brand new livery. They've got a title sponsor that's not an energy. That's not an alleged energy drink. Haas, Haas, money, money, Haas, Haas. I don't know, like what they're, like it's it's a bit confusing at the moment, but it's, um yeah, you know, Formula One goes dark mode. It's um, a bit of a theme this year, I think for one reason or another, obviously the weight saving um, topic being one that is being talked a lot about. Um, I think what's funny is that, um, you know, we've seen the launches all vary so much, but it did start with Haas, which kept it pretty simple, you know. Talk about cost savings with here's a photo of the car. Any questions? <laughs> that it, it's funny that they're sort of going back a little bit in time. Uh, it almost looks very much like that rich energy with, instead of the gold with the white though. Oh, look, it looks very classic, very simple um, it's going to be a very confusing year for the commentators to try and pick. I mean, it was confusing for them last year and the cars looked very different. So that's going to be fantastic. I'm sure there won't be any miss. Hopefully that means we just get some really jazzy helmets though, you know, to help set each other apart. That could be the key factor. <laughs> David Croft has, has an inability to be able to, to tell between helmets and that's a thing that annoys him to do his actual job. Uh, so Instagram, I asked Instagram <laughs> about Haas and uh, they gave it a 7 out of 10. Uh, which for, for the first livery of, of the year, I think that is not a bad thing. Let's go to a livery that has looked the same since 2010, Red Bull. Uh, there is There was obviously, Freya, this, uh, this whole thing about Ford, which... 
was kind of a, a not a great kept secret, but because people weren't really that interested in Formula One through January and February, no one really was talking too much about it until it happened. But very interestingly, if you look at the photo of the Red Bull down the very bottom, there is an oval shape Red Bull logo, which is where the Ford logo will end <laughs> up going. Um, very subtle. Uh, otherwise, Red Bull looking exactly the same, except with the addition of Danny Rick on stage. Well, yeah, and so their launch was an interesting one, right? Like there's a lot of complaining about the fact that it went on for an hour and, of course, people who were actually there in New York, it was freezing and they said it was a bit disorganised, um, which is not really in Red Bull's style. Like, they tend to be pretty schmick with this stuff. But it was much more about, you know, the broader Red Bull organization. So they had athletes there, different Red Bull athletes there and that type of thing. And obviously they were announcing their their partnership with Ford. But in that, I thought it was quite interesting because you had the drivers there going like, okay, yeah, this Ford thing's great, but also can we talk about 2023? And so you had Max and Checo in particular actually constantly bringing it back in the interviews on that launch, kind of going like, yeah, but 2023, this is what I want to achieve and actually having to bring it back to the season ahead, which is kind of, you know, ultimately what they were there to talk about. But, yeah, there were some people there going like, oh, yay, we sat around for an hour to see the same car as last year, but <laughs> why would it be any different? Like it's yeah. what what would make we think us think it's going to change? They've never changed their livery for anything particularly dramatic. Um, so I'm not sure why anyone would expect anything different. The only thing that is different in the release photo from last year to this year is that there is a lot more light going on. There was a lot of darkness in the photo last year trying to hide the side pods, but now I think um, everyone knows yeah. what they look like because everyone except for Ferrari and Mercedes have copied <laughs> everyone them. Everyone else has got them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Williams now with Red Bull side pods. Aston Martin now with Red Bull side pods again. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Williams and what is the biggest chef's kiss moment of every single livery reveal is the Duracell air intake on the top of the box. Mwah! Absolutely bloody fantastic. <laughs> and... Like, oh, that's just a, a moment of genius, isn't it? The person who came up with that was like, wait a second, guys, 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 tools down, I've got it. <laughs> and they've absolutely nailed it in terms of the placing of that that um, sponsorship. Honestly, like they can just not work for the rest of the year now. Um, I think this car looks fantastic, honestly. Mm. Like I think the blue looks great. Um, I like how they've kind of worked with the the sponsorship on the car and everything else. I just think it looks absolutely fantastic. They had a great simple launch where if you go onto YouTube and look at it, it goes for about 18 minutes or so, but they released the car in the first two minutes. So if you, that's all you want to see, off you go. And then they had some interviews with the drivers, including Jamie Chadwick, and that's worth a listen actually because she kind of talks about her testing with Andretti but then also um, talks about why her development role with Williams is so important and she's like you can't necessarily see how much it helps me behind the scenes to constantly improve mm. to be part of this team. So I just thought that was a cool little um, anecdote. So they kept it simple and the car looks hot. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, and, and I think, to be honest, the reason why the Duracell thing didn't exist in previous iterations is because Lavazza was in its way. So now that Gotifi has mm. gone and the shit coffee has gone, Duracell, I mean, to be honest, maybe that'll taste better, ground up batteries than uh, Lavazza. Tommy T will probably <laughs> certainly agree. <laughs> Uh, and in terms of a poll, for the Williams out of 10, 8 out of 10 is uh, is what Instagram gave it. Um, I would pr- pr- probably And we might get a golf livery throughout the year. It's a fantastic. Playing on those light blues, 
Mm, that could be pretty cool. It is a fantastic partnership. I think golf have looked at McLaren and gone, legitimately don't know how you've managed to fit this many sponsors on the car. We're getting lost. We'll go to a car that has literally one other sponsor, Duracell, and we'll stick ourselves on the rear wing and it looks bloody great. Uh, and I'm I'm a big fan of that. I think yeah. uh, James will do that very well. And in terms of the uh, where the, the golf logo sits on the race suit, which is just on the shoulders uh, on both sides, I think it looks just fantastic. And the race suits for Williams look great too. Um, I'm very excited mm. for, for for them for this year. Uh, okay, let's go to, uh, well, my favourite team I've decided for the year. I'm going to go for Sauber. I'm just going to start calling it Sauber because Alfa Romeo is no longer really going to exist too much past, well, it's not 2026 with Audi. Um, but uh, I, everyone's like, oh, it looks dark, it looks shit. I think it looks bloody fantastic. Uh, I've written here, Alfa Romeo Sauber, <laughs> the dark side of the mullet. I think it looks like they ran out of paint. <laughs> <laughs> like again, I know carbon fiber. The whole weight saving thing and everything else. Yeah, I know that, but I think because the red is very glossy, like that's a very shiny red, and then the carbon fiber is that mash look to it. It looks like they either ran out of paint or they had it sitting on the scales while they were painting it, and they were like, "Yep, yep, keep going. No, stop. That's it. We can't take any more weight." And so you've got this kind of black strip down the middle across the side pods. So. I I don't hate it, but it's not my favourite either. I think it, there's something about it they could have just I don't know perfected a little bit more. The um the launch for this was absolutely classic. Tom Clarkson, do your top button up for one. But <laughs> I also um I was looking at the the YouTube stream and looking at some of the comments that were coming through, and someone goes, "Oh gosh, they have a table. It's going to be long." And then there was another one that said, "10 point ten points to Gryffindor and by Gryffindor I mean the mullet. <laughs> I was like, what? I also loved that Valtteri also, I was also loved that Valtteri said if the car is quick it's all to do with me. If it's not it's nothing to do with me. Yeah. yeah. This is why we like you. He is definitely going to be a priority for us um when it comes to this year. Um and the other thing but the other thing they managed to do was uh leak their own well now you can decide if it's a leak or not but they leaked their own car in the middle of the launch in that they had it on the background like a picture of it in the background while everyone was still being interviewed but they hadn't actually like launched the delivery yet um and then they ran a full remote press conference at the end I think a few people kind of said like let's do one thing for the fans and the big reveal and then let's do another thing for your you know, partnerships and sponsors and that type of thing because let's be clear, we don't care. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was an interesting one. Well, Stake is the new title partner for Alfa Romeo and I think, I mean, their, their logo is white on black so that would un, that would make sense. I mean, Orlean, which, uh, or mm. Orlean, whatever, however you want to pronounce it, uh, is now that's gone to bloody Alfa Tauri, which makes that look rubbish. But anyway, we'll get to them. Um, I think that sort of white and red is, was was with them. So anyway, we'll... We'll keep going. Alpha Tari, let's talk about them. Um, again, Orlen have managed to find themselves on this car. It's, it's just like keep finding new new teams to sponsor this this sponsor. I mean, anyway, <laughs> it's like, okay, who haven't you sponsored yet? Um, it's a darker blue for Alpha Tari. Of course, uh, we've got um, Nick DeVries, as you are very excited for, with another Dutchman on the grid alongside Yuki Tsunoda. I quite like the darker blue, to be honest, um, but I think the red accents mm, make it look rubbish. <laughs> I don't hate it. There's something about it that I quite like. Yeah, I think the red is a bit funny. They could have 
made it a bit more punchy and just had like one red accent or something maybe on the um, on the halo. I don't know. I like that that little bit. But um, I really liked the darker blue. The launch was hilarious. They, I actually think they did a much better job of it than Red Bull, given that they were in New York. They had that incredible backdrop. Um, they're the only ones, I think, who did their launch and the drivers aren't in their race suits because it was also the launch of the new collection, Campy Take Note. Lots of lovely things <laughs> for you to go and fill your wardrobe with from, from AlphaTauri. Um and yeah, like it was a stunning, a stunning scene. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of fifty-fifty on the car. I forgot to say, by the way, for the uh, the poll for Alfa Romeo, Sauber, Audi, Andreas Seidel out of ten was nine out of ten, which is the correct number for for this one, which is all in out of ten, six out of ten. Yeah, pretty pretty average looking car <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. But you're right, the launch was was much more exciting for us to watch. Um, a team that was really going to struggle to get any kind of level of excitement from from a lot of our fans this year is McLaren. Um, I'm pretty sure it's just the same car, isn't it? Well, they, they sort of finished up Abu Dhabi and went, that'll do. Uh, we'll just have the same one for next year because we're still waiting for our wind tunnel, the wind tunnel that's been coming for the last decade. Uh, and the, the thing apparently will fix all of the problems with McLaren, this magical wind tunnel. It won't. Um, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's interesting, I think. Uh, how many sponsors can you fit on a car, Zach Brown? Yeah. The YouTube comment award for this one go for me goes to someone who said, the livery is great, but I think McLaren misunderstood us when we said we wanted a chrome McLaren. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, yeah. That's actually yeah, very good. Um, yeah, well done. Well done, whoever that was. Sorry, I didn't note down your username. Um, it was a pretty schmick launch. Um, uh, Ariana Bravo was there. It was very schmick actually in terms of the launch. They kept it pretty punchy and it looked um, like a pretty good production. Um, obvious, I really don't like the um, the OKX on the rear wing. I think like because of that rear wing and we also know how it, obviously how it works as well, that needs to be something really smooth across it and it's already a pixelated um you know, logo just because of the way it's designed. And I just think it looks like someone's dropped a tin of paint on the back wing. <laughs> I also really liked the blue on the 2022 car along that wing. And then they had more accents, kind of like a longer accent throughout the side of it. And I, I think that was quite, quite cool. And they've ditched what was good about it. So on the up and up McLaren. <laughs> Not, um, and they were like absolutely not positive at all about their like their chances for this year. I mean, what a! I just do not understand that team. What so bloody ever? Uh, let's talk about Aston Martin, where at least Fernando Alonso is positive about Lance Stroll's ability to be a future world champion. Oh my goodness. Smile and wave, boys. <laughs> Um, it is uh, in in the same way that it is like Red Bull in f- the fact that it looks like Red Bull. They've not changed the livery at all. Uh, not a bad thing as far as I'm concerned, Freya, because this British Racing green yeah. is bloody delightful. And I actually think that those sort of uh, yellow, the highlighted yellow Aston Martin logo, which is the same across all of their series of racing, looks bloody fantastic. Uh, I am actually pretty excited for this car this year because we know how wildly Nando is and, and how he can really get the most out of that car, including what he did with the Alpine in the last two years. I wonder just with all these sort of steps forward and they've got the campus now and they've got some really great people behind the scenes, um, what he can do with this thing because it does look bloody fantastic. 
I hope something, like I hope that he can do something with it. I really, really do. Also, he is gradually morphing into Sebastian Vettel, obviously quite literally now in this team, but at the launch I was like, somebody get that guy a hairbrush and a haircut before we start handing out headbands like they had to with Sebastian Vettel. Honestly, he's just gradually making the transformation. Um, I love the green. Like you said, they don't. I think that's a, it's a smart move to keep it really British. And obviously, in the launch, they um, they had the the Union Jack covering it, which would look, I think just looked great. Very dramatic, very schmick launch as well. They had two events, so they had one um, at the campus factory. They talked a lot about that, and then a fan event in London, which I think was a good way of doing it because you yeah. didn't get the kind of messy effect that um, Red Bull had in New York. However. Lawrence Stroll, the launch did him absolutely no favours in my view. There's a couple of things he said which really irritated me. (laughs) One of them was that he said, he goes, I just keep pushing the guys along. I just keep pushing the guys to be better, the guys to be this, the guys to be that. And he wasn't talking about the drivers. He was talking about everybody at the factory and I was like, okay, I understand it's a turn of phrase and we all need to not be snowflakes, whatever. But... I'm also really sick of it. Like, you know, you've got Jess standing right next to you and you're just sitting there talking about the guys. It's like when Lando says yes, boys, at the end of races. It just, it's just one of those things I'm starting to get a bit sick of. And and in his role at his organisation, that's where you, the point at which you need to start doing better with that type of thing. Um, and the other thing is that he goes, this is a project we embarked on, I embarked on a few years ago. Most people self-correct in the other other way. They'll say, I did this. I mean, we did this. <laughs> he goes, we did this. No, no, I did this. <laughs> I was like, oh, my Actually, God. Actually, I've mate, decided I am totally heart. responsible for this. For, for all of this. I embarked on the campus and that's what we're going to do. But, look, I, think, I do think the car looks great. And there's one other anecdote about the launch, actually, which, again, Nando, just great. Um, Crofty was there and he asked a 14-year-old maybe looking boy, he goes, he just goes, how, what do you think the car, how do you think the car looks? And he goes, pretty. <laughs> he goes, okay. And then, he's, then he said to the same boy, he said, um, who, he said, you've got a, a question for one of the drivers. And so this kid goes, yeah, I've got a question for Lance. And he says, who was your idol growing up? And Lance was like, Mick Schumacher. And he goes, sorry, Fernando, like I, I you know, used to, to barrack for, for, sorry, Michael, for Michael Schumacher. And the boy, and they said to the boy, who's, who's your idol now? And he just goes, yeah, Fernando Alonso. <laughs> <laughs> Completely shown up. Completely and, shown up. And Nando just looks at Lance and kind of shrugs and he's like, well, what can I say? It's just <laughs> watch it. <laughs> oh, that is very, very good. Um, just as, this, well, the Instagram poll, I, I put Lance Stroll as a future world champion out of 10, four out of 10, which is what they rated the question, I think, more so than the delivery. So I set myself up for failure there. But um, for the fan event, Freya, uh, we had, the the person who is who hosted that is also going to be on the podcast very soon, which is very exciting. That is true. That is true. Lots of great questions. I'm trying to whittle down my list because she's somebody who I am so ready to talk to about so many things. So I'm going to have to try and uh, get my thoughts in order, but that's going to be a, a great chat, I'm yeah. sure. Tony, uh, I'm sure if we can maybe sort of lock in two hours for a chat with her because she's done so much for for so many people in so many things and her content is fantastic. So a massive shout out to her. We are looking forward to having her on uh, with you for that episode in a couple of weeks' time. Righto, everyone. Hang on. 
Got to pay the bills around here. We'll get back to our livery chat in just a moment, but I want to take a moment to talk about NordVPN, our sponsor for this episode. You know how good this application is. It is protecting you online, which is incredibly important, no matter if you're in the Cayman Islands like Freya or if you're here in Melbourne like me, Tommy T, and Campy. There is a 30-day money-back guarantee, and so no matter what plan you choose, you can cancel within those 30 days, get your money back, pretend like it's never happened. But because it is NordVPN's birthday, you are getting a very special deal. If you go to nordvpn.com forward slash lakeside drive, you'll get two years plus four months free. It's a heavily discounted rate for that two years as well. I'm on that plan. Tommy T's on that plan. And if you want to support the show and also protect yourself online, go and grab it. I don't know why you wouldn't do that already. If your VPN, your current VPN subscription is ending very soon, it's genuinely worth considering. So nordvpn.com forward slash lakeside drive, two years plus four months free with a 30-day money-back guarantee. All right, let's get back to our livery chat. Let's talk about what is simply the best launch this year, a car that looks absolutely bloody phenomenal. You reveal the car, you have the Tifosi in the grandstands, you have a violin playing the Italian national anthem, the Tifosi sing the national anthem, and then the bloody car drives immediately around the track with Charles Leclerc. I mean, you cannot get a more Italian, better, emotion-fueled, bloody fantastic event than the Ferrari launch. I mean, I was like, okay, well, cool, right. I'm, I'm Italian now as I was watching <laughs> yeah, All this. of us are. Like, oh, we're all Italian. Um, they outperformed their entire 2022 season in this single event. Yeah. Um, they absolutely nailed it. Like, you know, this is, this is how you make an event about the fans and put the sport at the centre of it. And the fact is that with a team like Ferrari, they are what makes that team what they are. Um, you know, that's what's at the heart of it. And they put them in the centre of it. It was emotional. I loved the drama of the video. It's brave to do, like to run the car as a launch, I think. So especially, especially given that it is Ferrari, um, we didn't really want to see have a Carlos Sainz incident uh, and have it on fire, which didn't happen. So that's great. Um, I think in terms of the car, um, the sponsorship is a bit more, kind of avert this year. Um, it seemed a bit more subtle somehow last year, but um, you can understand where that's coming from. But, no, I think, like, launch is great. Car looks good. They seem to kind of gone have gone back to that slightly brighter red as well. I did quite like the, the that deeper cherry red last year, but um, overall I think it's, it's pretty great. Yeah, fantastic. Like, it genuinely was very emotional and we all became Italian in that. So definitely worth going and watching that viewer if you've or listener if you've not seen that yet. Um, let's talk about Mercedes. Uh, it's 2021 is back. The last time that they ran that car, it, it was interesting. So, But it looks so much better, Freya. <laughs> uh, this is just one total bit of carbon fibre, it seems, with a couple of sponsors and uh, a, that beautiful Mercedes sort of tealy blue accent along the car. Um, it's a, cr- a great launch too, and they really have doubled down on these lack of side pods, haven't they? Yeah, I think the design is is very interesting. And as far as we've seen, we know, like I said, there is a trend towards these kind of um, darker cars because people aren't putting as much paint on them in order to save weight potentially, it seems like. Um, but this is just kind of going, yeah, we're all in. <laughs> we're going black, the whole thing. Um, and I think it's actually really effective. The, the the kind of accent on the side looks great. And this is how you avoid that issue, I think, of the alpha car, which 
like I said, looks a bit like a cherry ripe in that it's kind of like matte on the inside, <laughs> shiny on the outside. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think they've nailed it in terms of meeting that niche but then uh, keeping a really attractive car. The one thing that I thought was weird with the launch, like it looked great with all the cars in the background and the parts and everything else stacked up. It was incredible. But the one thing which I thought was a bit bizarre is that they had that like the green room and control room thing beforehand, like before it went live mm. and you just had Mick, uh, George and Lewis kind of just chatting away but I didn't really have much to say and then Lewis being, I don't know, this, it was, that bit was a bit weird. I was like just have a countdown and off you go but um, overalls, yeah, all right. Great to see Mick Schumacher in uh, those overalls as well. Uh, excited for him to be part of that team this year. Uh, Alpine, only hours ago did they launch uh, what is, again, the same car. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, there's a full pink car coming for the first three rounds, so Bahrain, Saudi Arabia. Mm. And Australia, so we'll get to be um, subjected to that bright pink car driving around, which, to be honest, is not such a bad thing because at least it will stand out from the rest of the other much darker cars. Uh, it, look, yeah. I mean, I think it look, I still think it looks great. Uh, to be honest, the the blue going around the track here in Australia last year looked really fantastic, just that that color blue. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what it looks like under lights as well as in the daylight. Yeah, they said it'd be a handful of races with the pink car and potentially even at the end of the year as well. Um, but I think, yeah, I mean, it looked good last year. Looks pretty good this year. Um, it's not really that much of a significant change. Um, front wings look a bit different in terms of where the colour accents are, but I think it looks okay. Their their launch was so funny. It was like they had this um, uh, like a nightclub basically like music in between people coming on and off the stage and they had this presenter trying to like talk over this literally like heavy nightclub kind of music. It was a bit, bit bizarre but Otmar spoke really, really well. Um, he again, like just thinking about how different leaders speak and what they talk about it. And he said, you know, thank you for entrusting me to lead the Formula One team. It's a privilege and it's an honour to do so. And to me to hear someone talking about that, about the team that they get to lead is, um, yeah, I think you, you know, the, you, they appreciate the position that they're in as opposed to um, having that sense of self of entitlement perhaps, um, which is just, you know, it's a refreshing one given the other ones that we've watched in the last couple of days. Um, and overall it was, yeah, it was an interesting one. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what they do this year. They're obviously going to be trying to push towards that that number three spot. Yeah, well, uh, French GP out of 10 on the Instagram poll, seven and a half out of 10. So far at least there's still a lot of- there's still at least 20 hours to run on that poll because it's not been out for that long. Uh, well, that's it. That is all of the teams yeah. revealed. Uh, it is going to be a very interesting-looking field. Again, be probably a lot of confusion, especially a lot of the darker cars, especially the night races like uh, Saudi Arabia and for Singapore. But, Freya, it, it is going to be an interesting development year as well. We've seen a lot of teams sort of throw out a lot of their designs and take that Red Bull concept, um, which is... Fair enough, too. I mean, why wouldn't you try and copy Adrian Newey's homework? He is better than you, regardless of who yeah. you are as a designer. Um, <laughs> but it's going to be a, a fantastic dog ate theirs. <laughs> I need to copy your homework because a dog ate mine. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, and that's probably what I would have liked to hear more about from some of them. I think in some of these launches is what they're really focused on to try and change rather than us looking at the car and saying, so it would appear that you had a model that you were working on um, pretty well. But I think the other thing is this year we don't have the the big shift in regulations and so I think they are 
for the most part, they're going to be trying to really refine things, learn from last year and and develop a bit further rather than, you know, rather than having a whole new set of rules to have to grapple with and thinking about how they introduce big changes throughout the year. It's not the big learning year that last year was. Um, so I think we should see um, some, you know, some big gains from particularly some of those, those mid-pack teams. And I really, really hope that we see Ferrari um, – I was about to say, like, start the season on a. I was about to say, like, you know, come out on fire or something ridiculous, but that's actually <laughs> more likely to happen. Don't do that. But uh, I'm trying to choose my words really carefully. Exactly. Um, I was going to say, like, have a flying start to the season or something. I was like, not a fire start to the season, though. Uh, yeah. So some of those um, reliability issues as well kind of start getting sorted out. So we have some really good battles. Well, it is only six days until testing is underway at Bahrain and only two weeks until we're around for the first Grand Prix of the 2023 season. This is going to be a very, very busy year here at Lakeside Drive. Heaps and heaps of content coming your way. Freya, thank you so much for chatting. Everything to do with liveries. Listener, if you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the podcast. You can leave a rating and review on either Apple or Spotify. Uh, And if you want to be part of a bloody brilliant community, jump across to our Discord server. You can find the link in the description below. Some bloody brilliant chats coming out really in the next, well, it's in the next two weeks. We've got Tony, an interview with her coming out with Freya. Michael Italiano, another episode coming out with him. I speak with James Atkinson from the Drinks Adventures podcast uh, next Monday because he's interviewed Daniel Ricciardo about his wine, which is also coming out next Monday. It's very random, lots of random crossover episodes. We've got lots to do because the season's getting underway. I'm already bloody exhausted about it. And excitingly, Freya Brolsma is returning to the correct country so we can do content in person, which we are all very bloody excited about. But that's all to come. Alexi Drive, Freya, thank you so much. We'll see you very, very soon. See ya. Hello. You've turned into someone from the north of England. No, I've turned into my Dutch father. It's inevitable anyway. Hello. Yes, we all turn into our Dutch fathers, I suppose. Podcast Network.